Ready to play MWMB? Well, I'll give it a try. Well, there's really no trick to this. Just just remember that nobody's listening, and, uh, you know, you'll have no problem. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess without further ado, we better get started and uh, get this show on the road. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MWMB episode 52. I'm Alex Jeffries, and usually across the aisle from me is my conservative co-host, Jim the Hammer. But this week, Jim is actually away on a cruise, and so it is my great pleasure to introduce our resident songmeister, Cabbage Patch Jeff from the Garfish Room at the Cabbage Patch Cafe. Jeff will be joining us today in the role of co-host while Jim is away. Uh, This is not Jeff's first time uh, hosting the show, although it is his first time hosting the show with a human. That's right. We did it with the Wonder Dog. That's right. Those of you who will remember, Jeff once hosted the show while Jim and I were both gone with the late, great Comet, the conservative Wonder Dog. Well, here we go. So, how are things in the Green Swamp this week? Well, the Green Swamp is uh, it, it's still pretty wet. We've had a lot of rain lately. The birds are chirping. The alligators are on the move there. I see three or four alligators every morning on the way to pick up the people. The other day, I took some people there. They were from Alberta, Canada. You know, you know where Alberta is, right? Alberta, Alberta. That's the one. Oh yeah. <laughs> where the hell is that? <laughs> Sorry, I just I can't help myself. And uh, they they said, "Well, can you get us closer?" I said, "Yeah, I can get you closer." And I got them right over the top of it. And I said, "Now, if he hisses, don't panic." And about that time, just on cue, the thing springs and does a complete. Turn around, he's faced away from us, and he hissed and re- opened his mouth and hissed, and they three, the three of them jumped like rabbits. <laughs> I think I would have jumped. It was funny. <laughs> uh, we, we also have the Experimental Aircraft Association has their annual fly-in at Lakeland, so we've been seeing all kinds of exotic airplanes flying over while we've been fishing. That adds to the fun of living in Florida. Yeah, you know, that's the side of Florida, the sort of peaceful and benevolent side that you so rarely hear about on this show hey i got one i got one question though did uh did jim go on the cruise as a result of my song last week or, you know uh, i think he must have i think he must have i think i think you know i think he thought he might go and meet ted cruz uh <laughs> on that boat you know so <laughs> anyway i know i know people will do anything to get out of canada this time of year yeah <laughs> even put a on a sea cruise. What I don't understand is how an American right-wing conservative nutcase got into Canada in the first place, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> they probably showed him an old Burkcraft card. <laughs> I knew Jim had something despicable in his past. A draft-dodging conservative. Well, he wouldn't be the first one. Just ask George W. Bush about that. I suppose we should be happy, I guess, that he is at least one middle-aged white guy that didn't wind up retired in Florida. (laughs) Well, we'll get this show underway. Um, I sent you a couple articles, I know, but I'm actually going to spring one on you. Did you uh, see the New York Times article where they're breaking a story about Bill and Hillary Clinton? No, I didn't. Well, apparently what happened is that the New York Times is breaking a story that says that during Hillary Clinton's tenure at the State Department, uh, the State Department approved 
a bunch of acquisitions that actually handed Russia's Atomic Energy Agency control over, quote, one-fifth of all uranium production in the United States. And the Canadians, <clears throat> Jim, um, that were behind the deal apparently had donated tens of millions of dollars to the Clinton Foundation. And meanwhile, a Russian investment bank with an interest in the deal paid Bill the, the Bill Dog to come over uh, for you know, just $500,000 to give one speech in Moscow. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong here, but, <laughs> but man... If it smells like fish, it's probably fish. Yeah, not just any fish either. It's kind of like the fish your fishing buddy sticks under the front seat of your pickup truck and leaves there for a week before you find it. <laughs> well, you know that Putin is a very persuasive fellow oh, yeah. for a guy who made but. For a guy who only makes 150 grand a year. Yeah, wasn't that great last week? President and czar of all the Russias, and he expects us to believe he's only knocking down 150,000 a year. <laughs> yeah, I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea has spent that much on makeup and uh, makeovers. Yeah, but for Chelsea, isn't that a justifiable expense? Makeup and makeovers. <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> She's starting to look pretty good. Yeah, well, you know, money well spent. Um. <laughs> Sorry, maybe I'm overdoing it this week, but, you know, with Jim gone, I feel like I kind of have to swing to the right, because with you and me both on the same show, well, he's kind of like, you know, you've seen that movie Dumb and Dumber. Well, it would be like lib and liberaler. Um, so... <laughs> Oh, and the other great thing this week is that apparently uh, Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders is is planning to make his announcement. Will he or won't he run for president? We are all waiting with bated breath. He got out of the alligator? Yeah. <laughs> yes, he got out of the alligator. Kind of like Captain Hook. So, you know, if he runs, it'll be Bernie on one hand and Bill and Hillary on the other. So that would make it Captain Hook versus Captain Crook. Um <laughs> Of course, on the other hand, just to be fair, even though Bill Clinton got paid half a million dollars for one speech, I did some research and I had forgotten this, but in 1990, Ronald Reagan, ex-president Reagan, went to Japan and got paid $2 million for a single speech. And then uh, back in 2012, the Center for Public Integrity said that George W. Bush has actually made $15 million for speeches so far uh, since his presidency ended. <laughs> and and I think what I want to know is who the hell pays that man fifteen million dollars so they can hear him talk? What can he say? Well, he can't say. Uh, is our children learning? <laughs> yeah, you misunderstood me again. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that that was my political news this week. What what did you find out? Well, just that thing about uh, where Ted Cruz or some uh, major. Uh, political fundraiser, well, it wasn't a fundraiser, but he met with two of the more, most prominent gay businessmen in Manhattan. And at that, he evidently reversed his course a little bit and said, he's not really against gay marriage. As a matter of fact, if his daughter turned out to be gay, he would be extremely happy and content. But if she brought home a Democrat, he would shoot her. Um, <laughs> okay, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, no kidding. Who does he think he's fooling? You know, it's, a, it's like you're going to blend in, Ted. You're not going to blend. Well, it, 
I guess it came out this week that 60% of the American people are actually not opposed to gay marriage. So he, he and, and plus there's a lot of money in the log cabin Republican section of the Republican Party. So I guess Mr. Cruz decided it was time to chuck his principles, twisted as they are, to the wind and go where the cash is. Um, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, not that I want him to stick to those principles, but... It's nobody's sticking to anything. What a what a horse race! Even the crazy people have no integrity. Uh, I I'm just finding over the choices we'll have to make this year or next year. Yeah, well, you know what I said to Jim last week. I said I think Hillary's new campaign slogan should be Hillary 2016 or else. <laughs> Well, here's a little piece that would have made Jim happy because it's got everything that he loves in his story. It disses Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's it's all about people that are older than he is, and it takes place in the South. So according to a post uh, from Whitley's Funeral Home, which is located in Kannapolis, North Carolina, God knows where that is. Uh, actually, that's, actually that's, that's where Dale Earnhardt was from. Okay, then. I guess that would explain why Whitley's funeral home is located on Dale Earnhardt Boulevard. <laughs> That's the case. Whitley's funeral parlor, home of the final checkered flag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a NASCAR funeral. <laughs> Can you see the pallbearers dressed up in the, the suits that they wear on the here? Uh, <laughs> in the pit stop? A whole little pit crew parking him off to the... <laughs> a pit crew is Paul Bearers carting him off to the great parts yard in the sky. That's right. God, I hope they don't have a wreck on their way out of the church. Oh, they just wave the checkered flag. It's over. Oh, my God. Can you see it now? The hearse, the police car, and the mourners are all racing each other to the churchyard. <laughs> I would be surprised if it hasn't happened. Oh, no. I would not take that bet. I'm sure it has happened. <laughs> How could they resist? Anyway, uh, to get back to our main story, um, Larry Daryl Upright, uh, may he rest in peace, passed away on April the 13th. He was 81 years old. In the published obituary, Mr. Upright, yes, that was really his name, Mr. Upright, was remembered by his surviving family as an avid golfer, a loving husband, father, granddaddy, um, pretty much your average American retiree. Instead of sending flowers, the family asked that memorials be sent to the Shriners Hospital for Children in Tampa. And they added, and I quote, the family respectfully asked that you do not vote for Hillary Clinton in 2016. R.I.P. Granddaddy. Close quote. <laughs> God, you gotta love it. You have to love it. Oh yeah, I love it. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, and I'm sorry, but just you know, I know you're from the South. I'm from the South. I love the South. But stop and think about this for a minute. The man's name was Larry Daryl. That's all three brothers from the Bob Newhart show. <laughs> it's like, hi, my name's Larry, and this is my middle name, Daryl, and my other middle name, Daryl. <laughs> Well, Don't well, well, vote for Hillary. Uh, if he was in Chicago, he could go ahead and tell all the other dead people not to vote for her, too. <laughs> That's right. In Chicago, he'd be eligible to be like a precinct chair. That's right. 
You can probably put it, bring out the vote. That's right. Get out that cemetery vote. And in fact, in all fairness, the Republicans could use a little help with the cemetery vote in Chicago. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So could the Cubs. I didn't catch that. I said so could the Cubs. Yeah, well, you know, it's been my fate to live. Boston never won till I moved away from New England. Now I live in Minnesota where we got the Twins and, you know, the next team over is the Cubs. So, yeah, it's never been my fate. We don't talk baseball around here. It just makes me very bitter. Um, But... Anyway, well, we don't mention the twins because they used to train in Orlando and now they don't. Well, I remember you and I used to go to games when, when we were a little kid. We used to go to the minor league games. I love those. Yeah, it was great. Exactly. Yeah, so I've always yep. had a soft spot for yep. the twins, even before I, you know, the Orlando, back when they were the Orlando twins of the farm team. Yeah, but anywho, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a sore subject. Anyway, the uh, the other one I saw this week that i i had to go into was um there was one from kentucky um the franklin county sheriff's office said that man by the name of clarence david moore called them up and he turned himself in apparently he was an escaped prisoner and for the last 39 years clarence david moore has been living under an assumed name and this was after his successful escape from prison he was convicted for larceny back in the 1970s and he escaped several times finally for good back in 1975 and he's been on the loose ever since so why did he turn himself in? Well, apparently the poor guy had a stroke and he didn't have a social security card so he couldn't get government help with his medical bills so he's going back to prison. Wait for it. <laughs> for the health care. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so NBC quotes Franklin County Sheriff Pat Melton as saying one of MWMV's favorite lines, which is, you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Well, we have arrived at that part of the show where it usually Jim and I would have a visit from Cabbage Patch Jeff. Uh, But you're already here. So I guess rather than have me introduce the song this week, uh, why don't we have you introduce the song this week? Just tell us what what was on your mind and uh, let's get to it. Well, if I can get this crowd in here to quiet down a little bit. Hey, everybody, shut up in here for a minute. I'm talking to you guys. Quiet. Hey, uh, I just, I liked last week's song. I, I like the whole, that, we used to dance to that song, Sea Cruise. Yeah. And uh, I just, I didn't really say enough about it. I wanted to put a couple of more verses in, so... That's what you're going to hear this week. And a little special message for Jim. Oh, well, that's all good. You know, hopefully he, you know, I don't know if he he can't get to a phone, but maybe he can download the show on this and that'll just make his seasickness even worse. (laughs) So... Yeah. I'll teach him to tell me I ran too long. Oh, you heard that, huh? Okay, well, I guess without further ado, let's get to the musical stylings of Cabbage Patch Jeff. Okay, you folks, be quiet now, and uh, we'll get the song underway. Well, two-faced politician, give me the blues. I heard a new line from a friend Ted Cruz In the home of two gays he was heard to say I still love my daughter if she was gay Patooey, Patooey baby Patooey, Patooey baby 
so many things that are just wrong. thing I could do right now would be to go and get a clip of Jim laughing and just paste it in here. <laughs> in fact, maybe we'll give, especially since they've been giving him grief about laughing too much, maybe that's what we'll do while he's gone this week. We'll just go ahead and paste a Jim laugh track on everything that's even remotely. There you go. <laughs> Of course, the, the the sad part is that we'll, that's what we do ed- anyway. Um, you know, Jim hardly ever laughs. It's just that we learned. Uh, well, we learned from the best. I, I know you you don't get a good public radio station down there, but a lot of people know uh, Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers. They're they're. Oh yeah, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I had to read them in the paper. We didn't really get them on radio. Oh well, see, you don't get the full experience because if you hear the radio show, first of all, <laughs> if you don't know them, they're, they're like they're Boston to like you know unbelievable, and then second. Second of all, they're always laughing because they're pretty funny. But apparently, I, I learned that from their production to sort of make their show bounce along, they actually record a bunch of laughs, and then the engineer in the booth actually presses the button and 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 put in extra laughs to sweeten the show up. So, you know, I'm I'm not proud. If I hear a good trick, I'll steal it, and and uh, you know that's it. We we don't actually think we're that funny here at MWMB, but we're hoping to trick you into thinking we're that funny here at MWMB. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh well so well gosh we we've kind of done it we got us we've got everything like that well who needs jim um we've <laughs> we've got that the last thing we want to do this week is our salute um and this one actually came from you i did not hear about this <laughs> But we have a new feature on MWMB that I'm unveiling this week. We went out at great expense and we hired, because I was tired of trying to get crap off of YouTube, we went out and we hired our own news person. And 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 uh, so she will actually be reporting on this story. Welcome for her first broadcast, please, this week, ladies and gentlemen, from the MWMB newsroom, our own reporter, Jennifer Sargent. Florida this week, an 18-year-old man found himself in intensive care after his attempt to kiss a venomous cottonmouth snake went disastrously wrong. Austin Hatfield of Waimama caught the deadly snake days before and reportedly kept the serpent in a pillowcase. The attack occurred when Hatfield attempted to kiss the snake on its head. Sent to a Tampa hospital, Hatfield is expected to recover. However, he might face criminal charges since it is illegal to keep a venomous snake in captivity without a permit from the state. I laughed when I saw this on TV, and then a friend of mine put it up on Facebook, and he said, you know a story is not going to be good when it starts with a man from Florida. 
It cracks me up. <laughs> and did we get that right? Is that town actually called Why Mama? Yeah, we've got some great. We got some great state names here. I mean, city names here. Now you got two eggs. Oklahoma. You haven't lived in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, that's classic. But why, Mama? You'd think with a with a with a genetic defective brain like this kid must have, <laughs> as he's sitting there in the hospital, swollen up, and you can find pictures of him on the internet. I was just saying, have you seen him with the picture where he's doing the little uh, thumb pinky salute while he's got the moccasin in his other hand? Yes. He's laughing. That that's a great picture. That just goes to show you. Well, yeah. My feeling is that by letting Letting this kid live, they did him a profound disservice. I mean, he's obviously too stupid to be alive. And so as he's sitting there in pain in the hospital bed because they allowed somebody that stupid to go on, he's got to be looking up going, why, mama? Why? Why was I not an abortion? Why? Why, mama? <laughs> yeah. Why, mama? Why? Why did you let me grow up and kiss a snake? You should have thrown me in the trash. <laughs> Anyway, oh, that's awful. I'm going to hell. But I, I, I couldn't believe it. Not only that, but let, let's think about this thing. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't try to kiss anything I kept in a pillowcase for three days. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I mean, let alone a poisonous snake. What was he thinking? That the thing was going to be happy to see him when he opened up the pillowcase? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take you out of there now, baby, and give you a kiss on your little head. You like that now, won't you? Oh. You know, this is funny, but one time Vicky and I were going up over the that big hill by Sugarloaf Mountain by our house, and there's three guys on, on bicycles stopped at the top of the hill. Vicky, we should explain, is Mrs. Cabbage Patch. Yeah. Anyway, these three bikers are sitting up there at the top of the hill, pulling around with something. I stopped. And they've got a rattlesnake the kid has caught. Did you got something like put this in? <laughs> and I, I actually did have a pillowcase in the trunk. No kidding. I gave him the pillowcase. <laughs> he stuffed the rattlesnake in the pillowcase and tied it to the crossbar of his bicycle and went on their merry way. Well, ain't that just... I guess every little kid that grows up in Florida gets a poisonous snake. Of course. Where, where, where was mine? <laughs> I did have a coral snake in the freezer for you, but... Vicky made me throw it out. You know, with every kid having their own snake, I'm just thinking of an old-fashioned Florida Christmas. You know, Santa Claus comes up and he goes, Go ahead and reach in your stocking, <laughs> little boy. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Merry Christmas. Why, Mama? Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now time, I think, to roll our official salute music, pay our tribute to Mr. Austin Hatfield, and then get the hell out of here. Maestro, if you would be so good as to make with the salute music, please. And so, Mr. Austin Hatfield of Why Mama, Florida, for being such an incurable romantic to believe that a cottonmouth snake kept in a pillowcase for three days would welcome a kiss from you, we here at MWMB salute you. <laughs> Well, I guess that about does it. All right. The only thing left now is to start the music and say goodbye. So let's get some music. Now he's got you doing it. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I can't really believe it. That went by very quickly, but I had a great time hosting the show with my good friend and my dad, Cabbage Patch Jeff. Um, and uh, I just want to congratulate you, Pop, on uh, on a really good show. Sounds good. Now I can go dry off my armpits. I've been a nervous wreck thinking about this. Yes, because the five people that listen to this show have such discerning taste. <laughs> They're all important to me. <laughs> See, that that's why you worked yourself up into a flop sweat for nothing. They're all Jim's friends. Who cares? Um, <laughs> I mean, none of my friends listen to this. My wife doesn't even listen to this. That's because you laugh too much. Y- yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, seriously, with the exception of you and maybe, maybe my friend John, maybe, <laughs> the only people that listen to this show are Jim's friends. You know, if it wasn't for Jim's friends, I'd have nothing. There you go. Well, Pop, I guess that's that. Um, thanks a lot for filling in on short notice. and uh, My pleasure. Anytime. As for the upcoming week, may you what? catch many fish for many pale Yankees. <laughs> oh, God. Next week, I got to do this with Jim again.